Good morning. Today is Sunday, February 13th, 2022. Before we begin, just a brief housekeeping, and that is that Mining the Riches of the Parsha, the Thursday night class, will be on hiatus February 24 and March 3rd. It will resume March 10. We will study this Thursday night, but then take off two weeks and resume March 10. The morning 10 at 9 will be on hiatus from February 20th, a week from today, today, a week from today, and we will resume Sunday, March 6th. So we will be together with God's help every morning this week through Friday, and then we take off and resume March 6th. Please remember that I will be sending the daily email that has the recordings from last year. So if you're not yet signed up for that, please send me a message and I will happily add you to that email list so that you'll receive those daily emails with uh, uh, last year's uh, sessions. I am old enough to remember when anyone could open a bottle of pills easily, usually with one hand. You didn't need your fingernails or a scissors or a knife or an axe or pliers to get through the layers of packaging. There was no cursing at all the effort it took just to get a pill out of the bottle. And there was no mound of garbage that you have to deal with now when you finally get it open. Those were the days. Until September, September 29th, 1982 in Chicago, when Mary Kellerman, a 12-year-old girl, took a Tylenol because she had a cold and a few hours later she died. Just a few hours after that, Adam Janis, a postal worker in Chicago, died. So did Paula Prince, Mary McFarland, Mary Reiner, and several other people in Chicago and around the country. And their deaths touched off a wave of dread and terror across America because people were wondering if they would ever be able to trust the familiar products that are on the grocery shelves and the pharmacy shelves. Richard Brzezenik was the former superintendent of the Chicago Police Department, and he said people were terrorized. Perhaps you remember it as I do. Now, you may remember that one man, James Lewis, was arrested and sent to prison for 12 years but he was arrested for extortion because he sent a message saying, 
either you pay me a million dollars, well, if you pay me a million dollars, I will stop the killing. But very interestingly, he was not charged with the crime of tampering with the pills, only with extortion. And in fact, to this day, who did it and why they did it is a mystery. Immediately, Johnson & Johnson, which is the parent company of the manufacturing company, McNeil Consumer Products, ordered a nationwide recall of 31 million bottles that had a retail value of, in today's numbers, more than $270 million. And an expert with the company said, it became clear that the medicine itself was fine. The trust was lost in the packaging because the packaging had been tampered with and that had enabled the, the poison, which was cyanide, to be entered into the medicine. And then, again, right away, Johnson & Johnson embarked on a strategy that was revolutionary. And it remains a model for how to recover after a catastrophe. And it's important for us to remember this episode, especially because all too often, corporations and individuals, too many of us, do not follow its lead. And the initiative was, again, this is Alan Hilberg, who was the professional in charge of this effort. We concluded we were never going to be judged by what caused the problem. We were always going to be judged on how we responded to it. Just six weeks after this crisis began, which in corporate terms is the blink of an eye, the company provided a radical and unprecedented solution. And that was and remains a new bottle for its pills with all sorts of safety elements that today are familiar with us, even if sometimes they're very frustrating and exasperating for us. The cotton inside the bottle, a foil seal, a childproof cap, a plastic strip around the outside, caplets instead of capsules, and they led the way. They enjoyed what one expert described as the greatest comeback in corporate history. Because nowadays, all sorts of products come in containers that are deemed tamper-proof or at least tamper-evident, which means that a consumer can readily tell if the seal has been broken or something else is amiss, that's now part of daily life. And it comes from Johnson & Johnson. Johnson & Johnson is viewed as an exemplar 
of this approach and again enjoyed what many people describe as the greatest comeback in corporate history. And this is a perfect modern example of the central lesson in our Torah portion this week, the Parsha of Kisisa. One of our most catastrophic events in all of Jewish history that we caused ourselves: the Egel Hazav, the Golden Calf. Just 40 days after the entire Jewish people heard God directly speaking to them at Mount Sinai. And he said, don't make graven images. But here's the really amazing part. And the part that is the primary lesson for us from this catastrophic event in our Parsha. To this day, we are not clear on how the Jewish people at that time could have made this mistake. We don't clearly understand why they did it. And commentators are not at all clear and disagree till this day on what actually they did wrong. But that is not the most important part of this episode. The most important part for us is what it led to. And what it led to, as we learn in our Torah portion this week, Moshe demonstrating real leadership. No one was as disappointed and upset with the Jewish people with what they had done than Moshe. And yet, Moshe defended them to God, begged, even demanded from God forgiveness, and Moshe was willing to sacrifice himself if that forgiveness was not forthcoming, even as he recognized how serious their sin was. And with Moshe's intervention, God not only forgave the children of Israel for the sin of the golden calf, but God introduced the process by which forgiveness can, would, could, and can be attained at any time by anyone through sincere teshuva. That comes as the result of the golden calf. In essence, this catastrophic episode created a new relationship between God and the Jewish people, different than the initial relationship between God and the Jewish people at Mount Sinai. Because this new relationship after the golden calf contained the vehicle for learning lessons from our mistakes and becoming stronger as a result of our mistakes when we take the serious, genuine steps 
of repentance. The cause of this catastrophe is a mystery. The result is Yom Kippur, the annual Day of Atonement, a day that is dedicated to the premise that God wants us to learn from our mistakes, to become better as a result of our mistakes, and to draw closer to God than we were before we sinned. All of which was unimaginable before this catastrophic event. The most important result of this golden calf, the most important lesson for us today is expressed in the famous passage in the Talmud. The spiritual place at which those who sinned but repent stand, their spiritual standing, even those who are purely righteous, who never sinned, will not reach the heights of the spiritual level, of the closeness with God, that one who sinned but learned from their mistake is able to reach. The golden calf is the Tylenol of Jewish history. My friends, I want to wish you a great day. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.